Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And we are live. Welcome to The Process. It is Tuesday, February 6th. I am Josh Engelman here to break down another six-game slate, unless you play on FanDuel, at which point you have a seven-game slate. But we are only looking at six games today, um, at least for this particular show. Hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, hit the notification bell so you know when everything goes live. Follow me on Twitter, at Josh Engelman. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Uh, interesting slate yesterday. Um, didn't have enough AD. That was something I wasn't on most of the day. Did not have Luca, which was should have been a big benefit, but didn't work out quite that way. But it's okay. We're on to the next one. I'm happy with how everything looked heading into lock. Tonight we've got a 7 o'clock start. We've got three 7.30s. And eight, and then OKC Utah at nine, which is actually my guess is going to be a relatively important game. We have three games today in the teens. Well, not like technically not even the teens, but you get it. Onyeka or yeah, Orlando. I saw a Kongu in chat. Orlando and Miami, two twelve total. Memphis and New York, two thirteen total. Minnesota, Chicago, 217 total. You don't normally see that right now, but those three games are very, very, very different in comparison to 235, 239, and 241 late night hammer. That's where we stand for today. What did Okongwu finish with? Let's see. He finished with 26 and a quarter in 34 minutes. Mm, brutal. Brutal. Brutal, brutal, brutal. Oh, well. What you going to do? I'd run him back at 34 minutes with even more than I had yesterday. Because that's more minutes than I actually projected him for. So if I got those minutes right, I'd have even more. You guys should too. Fantastic play. What are you going to do? <sighs> well, I don't have anything else to really add for yesterday. It was kind of a meh day. I anxiously await uh, that Sabonis dude rolling into the deeper dive chat tonight to be like, did you see that incredible triple-double that he had while he was minus 20 for the game and they got beat by 30? Can't wait for that one. That was my that was my impression of his voice. For now, though, guys, make sure you're hitting that like button. It helps out a ton. I am going to take a sip of some coffee, and we are going to get this bad boy started. So if you've got a coffee or a tea or a water or a beer or whatever it is that you may have to start the day, if it's a joint, fun. I don't know how you do that. It's rise and grind time, ladies and gents, but mostly gents. 
Cheers, everybody. Ken, I think the uh, I think the Hornets would like to turn Miles into Mikel. Travis, I could not agree more. He's an 82 game player. He is going to make regular season teams really good. Not quite when it comes to the playoffs. Alrighty, folks, here we go. First game up, and we have changes to make right out of the gate. Houston Rockets. They are seven and a half point underdogs in Indy, 239 total. And there's no Fred Van Vliet for this one. So we are going to have some interesting things to project here with no Fred. This team is going to look very, very different in comparison to what they normally are. I assume we're going to get a pretty decent chunk out of Aaron Holiday. Has Fred Van Vliet missed recently? He did. He missed with Jabari Smith. And Jeff Green on the 21st. We got 27 out of Aaron Holiday. Now, who closes in this matchup? I, they probably close Jalen Green at the point with Brooks, Smith, Shangoon, and insert final dude here. That's my guess. So... I think 24 for Aaron Holiday right out of the gate is okay. Are we going to get a lot of Amon Thompson? That is my... That's my question. Thompson played 32 in that matchup, but obviously Jabari Smith and Jeff Green both out as well. That's, you know, 45 more minutes. I think we probably get a pretty sizable boost to Amon Thompson. Even if I take him out to 24, just out of curiosity, if we take Fred Van Vliet off... Or Houston. Just Fred Van Vliet off. Who has played the most minutes without him on the floor? Aaron Holiday, obviously. Amon Thompson next. Jeff Green, or sorry, Jalen Green next. I'm just... Do they add an extra guy to the rotation? That's where it really gets tricky. Because normally they're playing 10 guys. Does a 10th guy get back in, or do they consolidate around nine for today? How is Jay Sean Tate down to flat 3K? That's crazy. All right, let's... How many games has Fred Van Vliet not played? Let's say did not play. It can't be a lot. Two. Two. We got 62 minutes in those two games from Aaron Holiday. I think Alperin, or I think Amon Thompson barely played in one of them. I'm going to go to 26 apiece on both guys now that I think about it. That leaves me an additional 12 minutes. I think I could bump up Jay Sean Tate an extra minute. I think I could bump up Cam Whitmore an extra minute. I could leave Shingoon. I can leave Jeff Green. I could leave Jabari Smith, maybe. Why is Jabari Smith playing so little over the past three games? That's a question I don't have the answer to. If we go... So, most recent game, they lost by a lot. Jabari Smith, just foul trouble? 
He had five. Picked up two. Picked up two more. That took him to four pretty quickly. And then by that point, that game was over. Let's see. Game before that, he played 24. That was the second. Houston won by 30. So it's very reasonable to figure out why he didn't play the fourth quarter there. He played 24 minutes in the first three quarters. Seems like he was on pace to play 32. What happened on the 31st? Houston lost by 11 in New Orleans. They didn't close with Jabari Smith. He only had two fouls, played 22 minutes. They closed with Aaron Holiday, sort of, in that spot. Why Why so little Jabari Smith? Very curious. I'm going to lock him in at 30. I'm going to keep 31. Now, I have 10 minutes left. And they can go a couple different directions with it. Feels like it's either going to be like Jock Landale or Reggie Bullock. Against Indy, it probably feels like Bullock makes more sense. So I'm going to hide 10 minutes on Bullock, but I don't have a great feel for what we're getting here out of Houston. Hmm. Let's look at rates. Let's look at rates. Let's just take Fred Van Vliet off. And then let's say we want to talk about Brooks. We want to talk Shangoon, Jabari Smith. Those three guys. I'm just going to say at least two of them on the floor. That should at least neutralize a little bit of this. Make it a little bit more startery. Shingun's got a 28% usage rate in that time. Might knock him up a little bit of a notch. I'm expecting his assist rate to go up quite a bit. Jalen Green's usage rate is way down in these scenarios. Now, there's no way I believe in that. Dylan Brooks doesn't really move that much. Jabari Smith doesn't really move that much. Does have a little bit more usage. Assist rate is what matters the most here. And interestingly enough, Shingun doesn't really matter all that much. Jalen Green does move up a bit. I think that's interesting. I think we could take a quick look at some props just to get an idea. We've got Shangun for about 24 real points. About there. The line's 23 and a half. I got it. I'm not making any moves there. Jalen Green around 21. Yeah, it feels like I can give him a little extra. Dylan Brooks looks fine. Jabari Smith, I have way more of. I'm going to take one of those minutes away from him and give it to Jayshon Tate for right now. We don't have anything else. The only thing I want to see is the assist rate on Shingun. Five and a half, juice to the over. I have 5.9. Jalen Green's at four and a half, juice to the under, around four. All right, so we've got Houston locked in. I don't mind that rotation right there for Houston. As we go to Indy, Halliburton questionable, Jalen Smith questionable. So it's only those two guys now, which is helpful at this point. I think we maintain this small amount of Tyrese Halliburton. Uh, seems like they're going to be going to McConnell over Ben Shepard. And then the rest of this won't be too bad. Uh, Toppin's minutes down lately? 
Only played 11 last time out, which is kind of interesting. I'm going to take it to 17. We'll get Pascal Siakam to 32. 27 for Turner, 19 for Jalen Smith. I'm all right with all of that. 32 for Neesmith, 24 for Nemhard, 28 for Matherin can be 27. 21 for Buddy Heald, I'm generally okay with. I can give those extra three minutes to TJ McConnell. I think Indy's pretty easy. Let's look at Houston. Let's evaluate this game. So, Amon Thompson is a bigger problem, at least as of right now, than Aaron Holiday. Thompson may be $800 more expensive, but he is also like a quarter of a fantasy point per minute better and has the MPE. So I'm leaning more towards a 26-minute Amon Thompson game than a 26-minute Aaron Holiday game. Now, you, we, the minutes on these guys can move around a lot. That could be 24 Thompson, 28 um, for Holiday or something like that. I, I can see a lot of wiggle room there. Who the starter is will be interesting. I'm guessing it ends up being Holiday. But Amon Thompson will look good off the bench. Holiday does look good for 3300 given this price tag. Um, and then for the rest of Houston, Shingoon, uh, Whitmore, Brooks, Smith, Green, all totally reasonable options. Nothing crazy there. Ron, nothing more than just, you know, we became a company that was a lot bigger than just Alex. And not to like diminish Alex or anything. He's the reason that we're all here. But it, just to professionalize it a little bit more, um, you know, we wanted to make sure that the name of the company sort of like matched what we were doing more than just being whatever Alex's handle was when he started. Like there was no, it was nothing other than just like a rebrand to make the company more professional, essentially. Nothing changed on the back end. Nobody like left or anything when it happened. It was literally just, all right, like this grew to a thing that we didn't really realize it could be. And Osimo is, it's hard to describe like his name and it his user handle at the same time. On the Pacers end of this one, oh yeah, I got to move this screen a little bit. Give me one second. I got to crop this differently. Oh, that is window snapping a little bit too much. All right, that should be that should be good. So Miles Turner, 6K. He is gonna be the first guy that I have my eye on, but he's a center, so you know, pump the brakes a little bit. Not the best spot in the world against Houston. Not bad though. I mean Indy is 123 implied total. That is probably the highest on today's slate. Um, Siakam looks fine at 8,300. Neesmith looks all right at 5,700. No out-and-out -out priorities, though, from the Pacers. So, we move to game two. 
Dallas Mavericks on a back-to-back, two-point favorites in Brooklyn who are also on a back-to-back. I mean, what are we supposed to do here? We have no idea if Luke is playing. We have no idea if Kyrie's playing. Luca played 35 and a half minutes yesterday. I feel really good about not having his minutes juiced. It just didn't seem to matter for me in any other way. I don't really know how to project this team right now on the back-to-back. Very weird rotations and everything from yesterday, too. 16 minutes for Dwight Pollock. Who played? I guess I can give an extra minute to Josh Green. Take one off of Derek Jones Jr. I'm going to stay with 34 for Kyrie, 36 for Luka. That matched the markets a lot better. I'm guessing one of them doesn't play. We don't have any props right now for this game since it's double back-to-backs. I don't think I'm going to make a single change to what I have in here right now because I just don't know how to do that. We got 28 out of Grant Williams. That's a little bit more than I was expecting. I can give him an extra minute. What did Maxi play? He played 28. Like, Maxi's very live to not play today on a back-to-back. There, there's just, we need all of this news. Hopefully, we get everything we need for Dallas because it's a 7.30 start and it comes in a little early, but similar story on the Brooklyn side. Like, what? It, we're not doing anything here, right? We pop Ben Simmons in. We take Lonnie Walker out. You shake it all about. Sounds like the hokey pokey. 17 minutes for Ben Simmons, backup center to Nick Claxton. Seems easy enough. We got a bundle at a DSJ yesterday. He played 31 after Lonnie Walker went down relatively early. I think we're going to talk about bumping Dinwiddie up to maybe 31. And then we get DSJ to like... 23. Is somebody going to step back into this rotation? Give me one second, guys. Okay. Maybe Watford keeps playing? They don't really have anybody else. In theory, they could just cut this... Like, they could just run eight dudes. Which is sort of what they've been doing. Like, that's... That's an eight-man rotation. They might just go eight. Which... Causes some problems, obviously. I'm going to give Trendon Watford at least one rotation. I'm okay with the minutes for Bridges, Claxton, Cam Johnson. What did Cam Johnson finish with last night? 27 minutes. Ugh. All right, we'll take him down to 29. Cam Thomas at 33 feels about right. I'm going to go to 34. 
I don't really know what to do with the rest of these minutes. There's not a natural landing spot. Do I think Dinwiddie is better than D'Angelo Russell? No, not even close. I really don't have a natural place to hide these minutes. And there's no way to give it to really anybody else that's playing. I'll give one more to DSJ. He's going to pop like crazy. I'm going to hide the other seven on Harry Giles. That's going to be a learning experience for when we get injury reports here. That'll be fun. We'll, we'll dig into that one more on the deeper dive, I'm guessing. For Dallas, look, if they're in, it's Luka and Kyrie and nobody else. But we have no idea what Dallas is doing. Now, Brooklyn is a problem. Depending on who's in. And it could be even bigger problem if they really do go to that eight-man rotation. But 4,200 for DSJ, if he's playing 24 minutes, he is a huge priority. I think Cam Johnson still looks really good at 5,300. I think Dinwiddie looks good at 5,300. I undoubtedly have him, like, it feels like he's wildly over-projected. But at the same time, I don't really know if he is. Bridges, Claxton, Cam Thomas. There are six legitimate plays for Brooklyn. Four of them are like extra special legitimate. When Dinwiddie starts with Mikel Bridges and Cam Thomas, what is Dinwiddie's usage rate in that time? This is a really big spot for Brooklyn tonight. And it might look even crazier if we lose a couple Dallas guys and like Brooklyn becomes the favorite. Go Brooklyn tonight, guys. That's where we're hitching our wagon. Now we go to Orlando. We're into our first of the three games with totals around 215. Orlando, three and a half point dogs in Miami, 212 total. Do we know anything for the Magic? Everybody's in for Orlando and Tyler Hero probable. Duncan Robinson questionable coming out of the concussion protocol. I think we will assume that he does, in fact, play. We'll go 26 to Fultz. We're going to go 27 to Jalen Suggs. 29 to Wendell Carter Jr. 17 to Mo Wagner. We're going to bump up John Isaac to 18. Bancaro can hold. Ingles for 15. Franz for 33. Cole Anthony minutes. He's just, uh, just not the guy anymore. Minutes are way, 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 way down. We get Gary Harris up to 22. We get Cole Anthony down to 14. And I leave four on Anthony Black. Not a lot of changes to make for Orlando. Okay. Final thing for then. Miami is going to be putting Duncan Robinson back in. 
Now, he's missed the last three, picked up the concussion four games ago. Prior to that run, Jaquez had been out for a while. I'm going to go like 22. Got 30 for Rogier. I'm going to make that. I'm going to keep that at 30. Got 33 for Tyler Hero. 35 for Bam. 14 for Kevin Love. 18 for Haywood Highsmith. 25 for Hawkes. 35 for Butler. Someone's leaving the rotation. Does Jay Rich leave the rotation again? That's the real question. Because on the 27th, we got real Duncan Robinson minutes, and they took Jay Rich out of the rotation. But we got Jay Rich back the day Duncan Robinson went out. My guess is that I can do something pretty easy and not have to worry about it. I'm going to go 12 to Duncan Robinson, 11 to Jay Rich. I don't think that's right, but I also don't think either one of those guys are going to show up. So I'm going to leave this how it is now. Rates don't have to change. Very quick game to break down. Orlando and Miami. These are two slow-ish teams. 22nd in pace and 29th in pace. They obviously lean more defensive. They're both crappy offenses. 24th in offensive rating. 22nd in offensive rating. And you can see here, Orlando looks like Brooklyn. But if everybody was like $600 overpriced. 4.7x, 4.6x, 4.6, 4.8, 4.6, 4 4.8. All six of those dudes are worse than the worst dude from Brooklyn on a dollar-for-dollar basis. So, like, on a six-gamer, you're going to get Orlando. Like, if Paolo Bancaro is your GPP pivot, like, I think that's very reasonable. However, you're not going to have a lot of value to Orlando. You are going to have a lot more value to Miami. 7800 now for Bam Adebayo, I think, is a very nice price tag. I think Caleb Martin at 3900 given his you know, mild increase in minutes. Last four games, 24, 28, 29, and 30. I have him in for 27. I think Caleb Martin is going to be a bit of a priority today given his positional eligibility. I really like Jimmy Butler for 7,500, small forward eligible. I hope I get there. And then you've got Tyler Hero at 6,600. Those four guys that I just mentioned are all at 5X or above. That looks a lot better than the Orlando side. And apologies to the FanDuel peeps today, but we are not breaking down that final game, which means we are not going to be running FanDuel crunches either. So to the FanDuel peeps, apologies. Look at how many dudes I have on the Memphis roster. Look at this. And I'm not entirely sure that any of these are fake at this point. That's 23 dudes. It's just so insane. Ooh, working out a burp. Okay, well, let's try to figure out this stupid team again. Memphis Grizzlies, 13.5-point underdogs in New York, 213 total. Their injury report is bonkers. All right, first we'll start with the guys that are out. Desmond Bain, Brandon Clark, Jake LaRavia, John Morant, Victor Oladipo, Marcus Smart, Zaire Williams. 
We've got a Q tag on Santi Aldama, a Q tag on John Conchar, a Q tag on Derrick Rose, a Q tag on Vince Williams, a doubtful tag on Jaron Jackson, and a doubtful tag on Xavier Tillman. This is awful. It's legitimately disgusting. Ah, Jalen Noel. Yeah, is he on a roster right now? Doesn't appear so. I'll get I'll get rid of him just so his name doesn't throw me off any longer. Okay, I'm going to delete everything just to try and save our sanity a little bit. Last time they played was the fourth. <sighs> they lost by 40. So starting lineup was... Now, to be fair, they had eight dudes. Trey Jamison, Luke Kennard, Tosan, David Roddy, Gigi Jackson... Tosan came on for Trey Jamison in that spot. Jacob Gilliard also started. So. All right, let's start with the Q tag dudes. If Derrick Rose is playing, I'm going to give him like 16 minutes. And then if Vince Williams is able to play, I'm going to give him 33. Sante Aldama then has a Q tag. I'm going to give him 29. Those guys feel good to start. Then. We have John Conchar, Luke Kennard, Jacob Gilliard, David Roddy. Those guys are like real-ish. So let's go. Let's go 26 to Gilliard. We're going to go 27 to John Conchar. Kennard played 25, didn't close. You know, you don't expect him to. I'm going to go 26 to Kennard, and I'll move these things around when I need to. Let's try out 28, 27 on David Roddy. Oh, man, this is brutal. This is so brutal. So we got to get Trey Jamison. We want to get Scotty Pippen out there. Pippen played 27 last time out. I've got seven dudes in. We need to get Pippen, Jamison, and Tosan. I think that's everybody that's left. That would be a 10-man rotation. So... Let's get Trey Jamison. Now, he played 23 minutes. Now, they don't need that again. I have 56 minutes left over for those three guys. That would be 18 apiece. So, I'm going to be able to give more to the dudes that we already have. Oh, I still have Gigi Jackson, too. Shit. So, I have four dudes. So, some one of these guys is probably not playing. If they were willing to start Trey Jamison, I think they're going to do that again. So I'm going to give him the other 19 minutes. I think getting Gigi Jackson in for, you know, 22 makes a lot of sense. Now that leaves me 15. Feels like that's Pippen. I don't know. 
I think this is a real big issue. I don't know how to project. I mean, this is, they're not real. This is not a real basketball team. It, they're not even close to a real basketball team. I think I have too many guards and wings. It's a Woma, Ken. A Woma. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I legitimately don't know who to project to play in this game for Memphis. I almost want those guys to get ruled out just so we don't have to guess who some of these idiots are. All right, I'm going to take Trey Damison down to 14. Throw five on a Womon. A Woma, rather. Uh, does anybody look any good? All right. Because like I want to know if it even matters if I dig in. Okay. It doesn't really. And that's helpful. So I'm going to leave everything that I have there right now. We're going to hop over to the Knicks. Actually. Yeah, these guys get like massive rate bumps. It's so stupid. All right. For the Knicks. Ananobi out, Grimes out, Randall out, Robinson out. Nothing really all that new there. I'm going to leave Brunson for 38. I've got 25 for Miles McBride. We've got 36 for Precious Achua. Uh, well, that's five, six. So they're playing a seven-man rotation for the past two games, basically. Insanity. I got 38 for DiVincenzo. Sure. 34 for Hartenstein. Sure. I'm probably going to go to more than 36 on Precious, but Jericho Sims plays, you know, around 16 minutes. I have 39 for Josh Hart. I don't really feel comfortable going much further than that. I guess I'm going to take... What did McBride play? Yeah, I'm going to take Precious up to 38 as well. What a stupid game Memphis and New York is. This is going to be the Knicks running a seven-man rotation by choice, taking on a Memphis team that's running out seven guys because that's all they have left out of the 24 that they've had this year. All right, so as we look at Memphis, Santi Aldama for 5,700, if he is in... Looks good at power forward center. And then for Vince Williams, 
6,100 small forward. If he's in, he's okay. That's really all that we can do. For the Knicks, everybody looks good. DiVincenzo, Hartenstein, Brunson, Hart, McBride, Precious Achua at 5,800. Power forward center eligible. Does he have any points props right now? Which he should. I, I assume the Knicks have the full run. Yeah. So Brunson's at 32.5 real points juiced to the over. That's exactly where I have him. DiVincenzo's at 22. Exactly where I have him. Precious is at 13.5 juiced to the over. Exactly where I have him. Josh Hart's at 12. Perfect. Hardenstein's at 10. A little high on Hardenstein, but I'm okay with that. I'm not making any changes. Precious rebounds. 9.5 juiced to the over. Maybe I'm a little high there. Maybe we take that down to 8.5. But even still, Precious looks like a lock button play-ish today. But we are going to be getting to a healthy amount of Miles McBride, a healthy amount of Hart. The, we're, the only Knicks we're not playing in a big way is Jericho Sims and Malachi Flynn. That's it. What a ridiculous game. Not fun at all. At all. I don't think Minnesota and Chicago is going to look much better. Wolves are five-point favorites in Chicago. 217 total. For Minnesota, everybody's in that normally is in. Alex Caruso questionable for the Bulls. We do have Torrey Craig back. Dalen Terry probable. Kobe White probable. No Patrick Williams. So Minnesota is just Minnesota here, right? They're the same thing they always are. 34 for Gobert. I could go 35. I won't, but I could. 23 for Nas Reed. I'm going to make that 22. Thirty-four for Towns is fine. Thirty for McDaniels is fine. I can give those extra minutes to Jordan McLaughlin. We have nothing to change for Minnesota. Same as it always is. For Chicago, I mean, until he's not in, everything is going to look the same as it always is. We've got 39 minutes for Kobe White, 32 minutes for Alex Caruso, 35 minutes for Io DeSunmu, 15 for Drummond, 34 for Vooch. You get 16 for Torrey Craig. A random amount of playing time to someone else. Maybe Dalen Terry now that he's back. 38 to DeRozan. Chicago. Very, very, very little changes need to be made. Both rotations that we have are still very valid. Which means we go to Minnesota. Now they look okay. Basically, everybody looks the same. All, all of these guys are between 4.9x and 5.2x their salary. Edwards, McDaniels, Towns, Anderson, Conley, Reed, Gobert. If you're asking me to pick, I'm going to go straight back to trying to pick Anthony Edwards like I normally do. Uh, though Towns, 7,900 power forward center does look good. Gobert's fine. Edwards is the first guy I want, but I'm probably getting a bit of these dudes. What if White is out? He's probable, so he won't be. For Chicago, all right, 7,500 for Kobe White is the best option that I see from the Bulls. DeRozan a close second. 
Caruso is there at 5,500. It just never feels good. And then Vooch for 7,700, totally fine. Chicago looking a little bit better than I expected to. Hall of Fame Gobert. What about it? I mean, he's a no-brainer Hall of Famer. He's 100% going to make the Hall. Especially after he wins another Defensive Player of the Year award this year. OKC, we close this out. Final game on the DraftKings slate. Thunder, three-point favorites in Utah. 241 total. And we got a billion Q tags here. Bertans questionable. Usman Jang, questionable. No Isaiah Joe. Misich, questionable. Kaysen Wallace, questionable. Lindy Waters, questionable. Jalen Williams, questionable. Jalen Williams, questionable. So we got to get Jalen Williams, the good Jalen Williams, back in. The easiest way to do that is to remove the entire rotation. We're going to pop Shea in for 36. We're going to get Chet in for 31. We're going to get our Jalen Williams back in for 31. Uh, then we can get to Josh Giddy for 25, Lou Dort for 28. We get Jalen Williams with a Y in for 15. That lets us get Kenrich Williams in for 15 as well. We'll get Misich in for backup point guard run. I mean, he did get snubbed for the all-star team in that he should have been on the head of Towns. Let's get Cason Wallace in for 20. Let's get Aaron Wiggins in for 20. And that leaves me seven for Usman Jang. I think all of this looks totally fine. Rates, on the other hand, though, do need to change on the off chance that Jalen Williams is back. So let's say in games where SGA, Dort, Giddy, Chet, and Jalen Williams all start. It's a big sample. Hit that like button if you haven't done it yet, guys. Let me look at that total. What are we at? 48, not good enough. Hit that thumbs up. All right. Shay usage rate. Actually going to stay right there. It's probably the assist rate that it's going to move. Dort, 15% usage. We'll bring that down. Chet, 21. We'll bring that down. Take Case and Wallace out of there. Uh, Giddy, 22. Perfect. Not to him, but, you know. And then our boy Jalen Williams going in, 22 and a half. Assist rate. SGA comes down a hair. Josh Giddy 
comes down a hair. If you think someone's snubbed, the only way that you can say they're snubbed is if you give the person that you got to take off. I think Gobert should have made the all-star team over Carl Anthony Towns. I don't mind that he didn't because it's the all-star game and no one wants to see Rudy Gobert in the all-star game. I'm going to look at these props quickly for OKC just to make sure nothing's weird because there might still be some juice on Shea. Nah, we're all right. We're all right. Let's close it out with Utah, which I'm hoping is just standard issue Utah. Seems like it is. Yeah, that is a very true statement there, SMP. But I'll, I'll be honest. He's the kind of guy that I do want to make the all-star game in these scenarios. Like, Orlando's above 500. He's a young star, you know, playing pretty well for a 20-year-old dude or however old Bancaro is. Like, plus 0.5 EPM, plus 0.7 EPM for a 21-year-old with 20 with 30% usage, like... Does he deserve to be an all-star? No. But he's the kind of guy that I like showcasing. It's the right kind of dude. But obviously, uh, shouldn't have in, even been in sniffing distance of the game. I mean, it should have been Franz over Paolo, if we're being totally honest here. He's not even the right Orlando Magic guy. Yeah, I definitely disagree on Sabonis. Like, Bancaro strikes me like this is the first of like eight straight all-star games for Bancaro. Chris, uh, I think they're letting Malik Beasley be in the three-point contest because he's one of the best three-point shooters in the league. I could be wrong, but they tend to put in the guys that are really, really good at shooting threes. Franz has more expected wins in on EPM than uh, Bancaro does right now. Let's see. Malik Beasley is shooting 45% from three this year. That is the fifth best rate of anyone behind Grayson Allen, Aaron Neesmith, Durant, and Kawhi. On a per 36 basis for attempts. Oh, Be Beasley fell a lot now. Where's he hiding? Beasley's down to 48. Seven and a half per 36. He used to get up like 10. 
Steph Curry getting up 12 and a half. John, if I had one, I would. All right, let's finish off Utah. DiVincenzo takes uh, 10.7 per 36 minutes. That's the second highest rate, shooting 41.5% from three. Yeah. Can guarantee that I do not watch a single second of uh, that fake three-point contest thing. I can't think of anything less interesting to want to do, but I'm sure I'm in the minority. But I, I, I'm, I understand why they're doing it. You couldn't get me to turn that on for a single second. Just... I don't what's I don't I don't get it at all. I don't get it at all. The LED court is sick. If they start doing like some NBA jam style shit where there's like fire spots and everything that you can shoot from, I, I, that's kind of cool. I mean, I don't watch All Star anyway. I that is, I'll, I won't see a single second of any of it. But that Steph Sabrina thing, man, that is. I will hope that I lose my power. It would be a lot better if I just simply didn't have enough. If like the cable went out. Yeah, I don't have anything to move here for Utah. Ron, I don't watch the All-Star game. I go, I, I get away from everything. I take vacation during All-Star break. For OKC, if Jalen Williams is back, the only priority is going to be SGA. You can get to Chet, you can get to Jalen. Giddy's fine. Dort's fine. I just like... So, is she shooting the men's ball or the women's ball? Men's line or women's line? That's really all that matters. I haven't read anything about it, so that's an actual question. So, chat, hit me with it. Utah, again, I'm interested in Clarkson. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, Clarkson works. Women for both? Oh, okay. So women's ball, women's three-point line? Well, of course she's saying she would do that. She should want to do that, too. If they if it's a men's ball in the men's line, Curry's going to beat the shit out of her. It's not even up for debate. The line would be massive. He would crush her. He would crush her. And if Curry can shoot with the men's ball from the women's line, he's going to crush her. But here's the main thing. Who gives a shit? 
That's what I want to know. I just don't get it. Like, if you're not even doing the same thing, I'm sorry, but like the smaller ball on a closer line, we're not even having the same contest. Why even do that? Like, I get why I know why they're doing it. It just, I hate it so much. I hate it so much. This fake equality nonsense. There's got to be a better way to do that. It's just, it's like spectacle for spectacle's sake. Imagine having a home run derby with a softball and a baseball. It sounds preposterous in that scenario. Oh, they're going to hit to the ladies' fence. And then Juan Soto's got to hit one out of AT&T Park. <laughs> like, what are we doing here? Why can't they both just exist? It's not entertaining, Ron. I don't want to watch two people play two different sports at the same time. Like, there's a reason I already don't watch the WNBA. How is it apples and oranges? Different ball, same thing. Different dimensions, same thing. Yeah. We're not we don't have Jenny Finch out there jacking 200 foot home runs. Peaches and plum. And like I said, like I I don't like Sabrina is fantastic. For a gal we don't have to pretend like these are the same things. Right, but I don't know why anyone would be interested. Like I'd rather them play I'd rather them play something against each other that isn't fake basketball. I'd rather watch them play like beer pong against each other. Cuz at least that is on the same wavelength. To do it on different lot to do it at different distances and different balls is so silly. It's 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 just silly to do it differently. If they did it the same way then whatever. There's nothing holding Sabrina back from being in the NBA now. I could think of one or two things that are holding her back. At a minimum. Yeah, there you okay, there we go. Yeah. And that like that's not an indictment, it's just a fact. It's a fact of life. 286.4, the optimal lineup on DraftKings. Miles McBride, Amin Thompson, Cam Johnson, Precious, Hartenstein, Brunson, DiVincenzo, Kobe White. Oh, yeah, John, like. I certainly understand why this is happening. I don't know why Steph Curry has to like take the bullet for it. <laughs> what I think would be really fair is if they allowed Aaron, we'll go Aaron Gordon for right now since he's a dunk contest legend, but pick whoever you want. If they allowed Aaron Gordon to have a one-on-one -on -one dunk contest against Brittany Griner, that seems like the only way to do this, right? If you're going to do the three-point contest, you got to do the dunk contest. 
That's my guess. That, that's that, like you got to do. If you're gonna do one, you got to do the other one. Dante DiVincenzo and Precious Achua both in 50 out of 50. Amon Thompson in 49 of 50. Brunson in 90 percent. Hartenstein in 70 percent. Cam Johnson in 50 percent. We close it out with some randomness. Yeah, like skills contest. That would be awesome. Way cooler. Horse, way cooler. They played horse in that on that court. That's way more fun than this fake three-point contest nonsense. There's a way to make this entertaining, and this isn't it to me. Dude, the Celtics coaching staff would beat the WNBA. Uh, Precious Achua coming in number one. I think it's just a minutes thing and a Memphis thing, which isn't all that surprising. Value on Amon Thompson looks great. Dante DiVincenzo, DSJ, and Isaiah Hartenstein are my top five plays for right now. Guys, that is it. That is it. We are done here. Oh, six games up, six games down. Apologies to the FanDuel people. Horse would be great. Horse would be great. I'm reading it now. Trying to figure out where it got officially announced. No, it, it's it's split. Uh, Anoush, it's split. It's Steph, NBA, NBA, Sabrina, WNBA, WNBA. Yeah, I don't. Not for me, guys. I hope people enjoy it. I hope kids enjoy it. That's really all that matters. I, if an adult enjoys it, y'all are weird. <laughs> but I hope kids enjoy it. That's what this should be for. Children. That's it. That's all I got, folks. I'm going to get on out of here. Hit that like button on your way out the door. Prize picks, contenders, strategy show. Deeper dive with a new one tonight. If you want to watch the deeper dive, you are going to see someone that you have not seen on a show before. So... Join us for that. Shout out DKDFS. Um, yeah, that's it. I'm getting out of here. Thank you guys for being here. Another process in the books. You know where we'll be tomorrow, bright and early, here again. This was the process.